The following podcast is a Simpronto Media production. She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Check out this quick snippet from the Fasting Reset Summit. Let's listen in. So I want you to talk a little bit about how the effect of estrogen is on your glucose and insulin levels. And I know that the hormones estrogen and progesterone affect how your cells respond to insulin. And talk a little bit about perimenopause and um, what happens in the changes in your hormone levels and how they can, those fluctuations can change your blood sugar levels. Yeah, so estrogen at a healthy level, so a woman's menstrual cycle starts day one, the first day of bleeding, right? And at that point, all of the sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone are at their relatively lowest levels. But pretty quickly around between days three and five, uh, estrogen especially and testosterone start to increase. So you have your highest levels of estrogen and testosterone about the week before ovulation, which is about the halfway mark of the menstrual cycle. So when estrogen in particular is at its highest levels, women are naturally more insulin sensitive, which is good because we can kind of, you know, it, it's easier to fast, first of all, because your blood sugar is going to stay more stable. Um, eating sugar. So hold on, let me, let me repeat what I just heard you say. You're saying when your estrogen levels are higher, it's going to be easier for you to fast. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and what's easier. the reason? It's going to feel easier because it's it's easier to maintain a healthy blood sugar level. Um, your body is just naturally more insulin sensitive. Okay. And it becomes more difficult. So here's the crazy nature challenge that we get the second half of the cycle. In the second half of the cycle, estrogen is lower, progesterone is higher, women are more insulin resistant to a degree. Um so the tra- the challenge then is that you're craving sugar, but it's more bothersome. It causes more perturbation to the system because insulin levels are going to swing more wildly if you eat sugar. Um, you're going to have those sugar increases and sugar crashes more pronounced um, than in the first half of the cycle when it just naturally stays a bit more stable. So when you're craving less sugar is actually when your body can handle it more. Does that make sense? No, say that one more time. So when you're craving less sugar in the first half of the cycle, or at least the, you know, just before ovulation that week, you're more naturally insulin sensitive. So you can tolerate more sugar, but you're not really craving it because your blood sugar is pretty steady. Mm, In the second half of the cycle, you know how women are always saying when they're PMS time, it's like, oh my gosh, give me the chocolate. Mm -hmm. But you can't, it's better to make sure you really don't eat chocolate at that point because you're going to cause more problems with your blood sugar stability. Are you enjoying the summit and hearing all the great advice that you don't want to forget? Get the all access pass and get all the video presentations and the audio downloads of every single session. You can get the all access pass and listen to the summit all year long if you want. 
The best part is you get all of the transcripts. So you can go back and read and see every little note that they talked about. Go to FastingResetSummit.com to get your all access pass today. Hey guys, Lauren here. Did you know Chantel just released her new book, Fasting of Freedom? The book is all about the benefits of fasting from a biblical perspective. You'll discover how you can see supernatural healing in your body. You will learn how to discern God's still small whisper to guide you and help you make decisions. You will also master utilizing God's power to overcome difficult times and receive a breakthrough when you are stuck. And you will see how fasting can help you gain victory over a nagging area of sin in your life. You can order your copy right now on Amazon or go to fastingoffreedom.com. Link is in the show notes. Hey guys, I just finished writing a quick little 20 page recipe book that has some of my most amazing smoothie recipes. Everyone that comes over is like, Chantel, you can turn a smoothie into gold. And so I'm sharing that with you free. It's got my tropical colada smoothie recipe, my extra super green smoothie that tastes delicious, and it's all for free. Go to ChantelRayWay.com slash smoothie for your free book. I've also developed my own product line. You'll be able to get all these multivitamins that I'm doing in one pill. Each nutrient is totally legit. All the formulas are tested and science-backed without any mystery additives. Personally, my thyroid is better. My skin is glowier. I have more energy. This supplement is vegan, non-GMO, gluten, and allergy-free. Go to ChantelRayWay.com slash supplements and check them out. Now, back to the show. You know, I've asked different people this question of like, what days for a woman is easier? And I've heard different people. And some people say, okay, between days six through 10, it's easier for them to fast. And then some people say between days 14 and days 20, Mm. those, those two windows are the easiest for someone to do a longer fast. Is do any of those, do those two numbers that I just said mean anything to you when I say that? And why, why would that be the case for certain people? Yeah. So I think the earlier, so six to 10, maybe even four, uh, 13, 14, depending on when someone ovulates from a blood sugar standpoint will be the easiest. Um, day, what was the second thing you said? 13, 14, 14, 14 through 20. 20. So 14 to 20, you're going to be having a surge of progesterone. Now, potentially what could be going on there is more um, like you're in a time where you're less going to be in your sort of masculine energy. So we're getting out of biochemistry and a little more into how these chemicals can affect the brain and our intuition and things like that. So second half of the cycle, especially right then when you have more of a progesterone surge, this is when we naturally have better intuition and we naturally want to kind of huddle up at home. You want to be kind of, you know, snuggled in your flannels and talking to your girlfriends. This is not when you want to be giving like your biggest work presentation or, you know, going out on to meet brand new people like you're less relatively extroverted, let's say. Um, And so that can feel like a time where, okay, you can fast now because you're not doing much anyway. You're kind of pulling your energy in. 
Now, biochemically, your blood sugar is going to be a little more unstable, so it might it might be technically more challenging to fast then, but you're not right up at the last, you know, if you were like telling me days 24 to 28, that's when all the hormones are at their lowest level. So that's going to be the most challenging. Um, But I can see how earlier in what's called the luteal phase, that second half, if you're just almost kind of doing a self-imposed retreat, um, a kind of rest and recovery time, that that could be valuable because progesterone also helps with things like sleep and calm and lowering anxiety levels, things like that. So talk about some tips. What, what are some tips for women who are struggling with pelvic or sexual pain? What are some of the tips that you have for them? So in that sense, where we really want to start is two places. We want to start with optimizing digestive function because with pelvic pain, it can be exacerbated when someone's struggling with things like constipation or diarrhea or IBS or SIBO, you know, an overgrowth of bacteria in the small intestine, which will give a lot of bloating. So we start kind of mapping the digestive function from the top down. So are we eating in a calm, mindful way? Are we chewing our food thoroughly? Do we have good stomach acid, good digestive enzymes? Are we eating a very anti-inflammatory food plan that's easy to digest? How's our gut motility? How's our positioning on the toilet? You know, like how's our bowel function? Just top to bottom, good digestive function. And then the second thing that I think intermittent fasting can really help with is thinking in general about living a low inflammatory lifestyle. So once you've kind of taken out those inflammatory sugars and processed grains and a lot of alcohol, caffeine, things like that, and just adding lots of vegetables, lots of high quality protein, lots of healthy fats, so you've got a stable food plan, then you know, eating in that more intermittent fasting window where you've got periods of 12 hours or even more where you're not eating is an opportunity for the immune system to reset. And as I mentioned earlier, endometriosis and other pelvic pain conditions, vulvodynia is another one, definitely have some autoimmune characteristics and they're both inflammatory. So if we can quiet the inflammation of the immune system, kind of reset the immune system, which can happen anywhere from those 12 hour fasts to longer fasts, three days is another good number in the literature then you're, you know, once your body is prepared to do that level of fasting because your blood sugar is more stabilized, then it kind of amplifies those anti-inflammatory effects and those immune health effects, which can give you even deeper benefit in terms of pelvic pain conditions. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.